Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Let's talk about baseball. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. This is your Friday, March 31st edition of the First Pitch Podcast. Going to get you caught up from all of the opening day action. There's a little bit of look ahead to Friday's five-game slate as well. Tons and tons of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed your opening day. It was outstanding to have baseball back. We had some unfortunate injuries. We had some great pitching, some not great great pitching. Awesome offensive performances around a lot of baseball. It was just good to have things back and back to some normalcy. On the diamond, for the most part, like I said, there are some injuries. Make sure you check me out on Twitter at BDNTrick. All my content will be over there. But more importantly, we are here to get you ready to roll, recap and all. So make sure you got your pen, your paper. Let's take some notes as it's going to be a wild and quick one here for you. A surpriser coming at us Thursday morning. Justin Verlander to the IL with a low-grade shoulder strain. He's going to continue throwing, just not aggressively or hard, depending on what um, adverb or adjectives you decide to use in your sentences as you describe things. but. This is uh, similar to the same injury Tristan McKenzie has, but obviously McKenzie shut down for two weeks. Looks like we won't see him for eight weeks. So the optimism is maybe Verlander's more like a four-week situation. We'll see. It's kind of weird. It just came out of nowhere. Maybe he threw a bullpen on Wednesday because he's not starting until Saturday. I don't know. It just seemed like it kind of popped up. So keep an eye on that. The beneficiary will be Tyler McGill. We already had David Peterson joining the rotation with Jose Quintana. Going to the IL. Now you got Tyler McGill taking uh, Justin Verlander's spot, and he will start on Saturday, game three for the Mets. McGill had a decent spring. When he was like the highlight of the early part of the 2022 season. Strikeouts are there for McGill. The walks were a major issue. He had more walks than strikeouts in spring training. Let's so keep an eye on it. We know there's electric stuff there. Control is a big problem as well. But Tyler McGill will be the guy to look at if you're looking to stream or pick up some pitchers uh, for next week's action. An unfortunate, another unfortunate injury, Max Fried leaves his start with a hamstring injury after he was uh, covering first base on a ground ball. Not great. Not great at all. Likely headed to the IL. The early reports are coming out. And that means that with Jared Schuster already in the rotation, Dylan Dodd is the one who's going to be getting the early starts here with Freed out. We know they put um, Kyle Wright on the 15-day IL, so he's going to be out for at least two starts, maybe three starts. Uh, we, Soroka's probably not back till the end of the month at the earliest. So Dodd's going to get a little bit of run here. Uh, the lefty young arm for the Braves. You know, he had a wishy-washy spring training, so we'll see what he can do, but could be an arm to keep an eye on going forward. Uh, another young pitcher, Ryan Pepio of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Is my hopes for him coming out of spring training. His last spring start was not great at all, and then he comes out and he's going on the IL on Thursday with an oblique injury. Kind of wondered where that happened, when it happened, but he's going. So that is a shame if you happen to draft him on Wednesday, thinking he was had a bad start and he's going to be good to go. Goes to the IL. Looks like Mitch Grove is going to get the start for now. 
Uh, Grove's got an interesting uh, profile. I looked at his spring training numbers, looked at his minor league numbers. Strikeouts are usually pretty good. Control's a bit of an issue. Gives up some runs. Uh, spring training alone, I believe he threw 16 innings, gave up 17 hits, 10 earned runs. I know he gave up 15 hits, 10 earned runs, three walks, not bad, and 17 strikeouts. So strike more than a strikeout per inning, but uh, gave up a total of 18 hits and walks. So the whip and the runs, 10 runs in 16 innings is not what you want to see. That was kind of a trend. He's like a low four, high threes uh, ratio ERA type guy with a good amount of strikeouts, but the walks were concerned throughout his minor league days. The guy we want to say is Mr. Stone, Gavin Stone, to come up there for the Dodgers. Just not sure when that'll happen, the young arm. But hopefully, eventually, that's the guy we get to see. Luis Urias of the Milwaukee Brewers suffered a hamstring injury towards the end of the Brewers game. That is a shame. No real information has come out on the severity of the injury. But, you know, it could be a minor thing. Just being cautious could be the real deal, which is tough. So, you know, I mentioned on the previous show, Brian Anderson was going to be the primary right fielder with Tyrone Taylor's uh, injury. This could mean Brian Brian Anderson goes back to third base, maybe get Jesse Winker out of the DH role to the outfield. Um, or they bring up one of their outfielders in like South Frelick to uh, play right field. They just did sign um, Luke Voigt. So that's an option of the DH with Rowdy Telez at first base. So keep an eye on that whole scenario. Some moving parts. Maybe it's just a minor thing for Urias and we get him back on Saturday or so. So keep an eye in that scenario. This was a tough one because I'm uh, I'm very happy that Daniel Bard was able to come to terms with he has anxiety, he shouldn't pitch, he's going to be open about it because mental health is a very, very important thing. And it's a stigma that people are afraid to talk about. So this is a tough one to discuss because the real picture is we just hope Daniel Bard finds the help he needs and he's good to go. That's all we care about. That's all I care about, at least. Now, obviously, we're talking baseball. We're talking fancy baseball. So there's a twist involved here that we will discuss. But again, I hope Daniel finds his happiness and his solace and he's good to go. Um, he had some issues at the WBC, obviously. He had the yips. We saw him hit Jose Altuve, broken hand. That's where that's at. He almost hit a couple other guys. Uh, Daniel Bard had a similar situation in the past. He had the yips. Last time he did, he had anxiety problems, and he missed seven years of Major League action. He came back. It's the great story we see now with Daniel Bard. So there's no timetable for this. There's really nothing to... To look at um, if you're looking for a possible replacement in Colorado, and the thing is, Daniel Bard could be fine next week. Anxiety, mental, mental concerns are just there's no timetable. Like I said, um, I'd kind of wait. I wouldn't drop him right away if we have to go to a fantasy angle here. Kind of wait and try to get a little more info potentially. But uh, possible replacements, you got uh, Brad Hand, you have Nelson Lamette. Those are two guys that you could see. I think Pierce Johnson's kind of a dark horse guy. I've been looking at. So keep an eye on those things. In the in reality, I was never really interested in the Colorado closer anyways. But again, I just want to clarify one more time. We're here to talk about fantasy baseball, but also Daniel Bard's going through something serious. So it's uh, it's good he, he gets the help he needs and try to figure all that out. Uh, going to the Giants here, Brett Wisely had a very, very strong spring training. Yeah, He wasn't going to make the team, and then some uh, a trade took place and a new spot opened up on the 40-man. And here comes Brett Wisely who was going to be joining the Giants. He was on the, in the dugout on Thursday. He only hit 217 this spring, but had six extra base hits, including three home runs and two stolen bases. Played a really good shortstop for the Giants. Can also play the outfield. And then across AA and AAA last year, he hit 273 with 15 home runs and 32 stolen bases. So there's a lot to like with the potential of Brett Wisely. With, you know, Thyra Estrada, Estrada already playing all over the diamond, Brandon Crawford's going to get hurt again. I'm a Giants fan. That knee is not going to get any better anytime soon. 
So that's a concern. Wilmer Flores is getting old. There will be a chance for Brett to have some impact. Right now, he's just kind of a watch situation. But if he gets some consistent run, the power is not bad, but that speed is electric, especially the way guys were stealing on Thursday, which we'll talk about later. Brett Wisely can be a guy to keep an eye on going forward. Uh, Jose Altuve not going on the 68-day IL, which means they're hoping he's back before June, which is good, I guess. A little optimism there. On the flip side, Michael Brantley will need at least three more weeks, at least three more weeks before he's back from the IL. This is one of those that's going to be a lingering situation. I think with Brantley, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. Sticking with the Astros, some good news. We reported about it in the last couple episodes. Hunter Brown has passed all the tests to get ready for the season. He will not miss a start. He'll start on Monday for the Houston Astros. Hunter Brown, no IL stints. Good to go. So have some fun there. Uh, Jose Leclerc appears to have the lead for saves in the Rangers bullpen. That was a report that came out. He would have, and he got the job done um, w- when the chances were needed on Thursday. Wilson Contreras says someone was scary. It hurts to say this sentence out loud. He left the game on Thursday after taking a 103-mile-per-hour fastball off his knee. When you get hit by a pitch, you hope to get hit on your fat or your muscle or something. Like I say fat, they don't have a lot of fat. Um, bone on ball, not good. Not good at all. So x-rays were negative. But the weird thing is, is even with negative x-rays, they're having an MRI on his knee. Not something you hear too often. So I'm curious to see how this one plays out. Uh, Andrew Kisner will take over the roles at catching for Contreras. If you're looking for a fill-in for now, Blake Sable of the Giants, he's catcher eligible. He'll be outfield as well. He started in left field on opening day. I love that bat. I've talked about him plenty on other shows. So that'd be a guy you could potentially pick up in the time being in Blake Sable. But hopefully it's not too bad for Wilson Contreras. All right, let's talk some hitting highlights on opening day. There was a ton of great ones. It was really fun slate. You had a couple pitchers duels. You had some really good offensive outbursts. The pitch clock was actually not a big deal in the games. All the games were done before 10 p.m. Pacific time, which is amazing. So good on you. Hopefully it continues to be a good thing. C.J. Cron, four for five with a double, two home runs, two runs scored, five RBIs, three extra base hits for Cron. And more importantly, this is a big, big deal for me. It was in San Diego. Because last year, Crone had horrific home road splits, horrific home road splits, and also was battling a back injury throughout spring training. To see him come out in a big boy game like that on opening day, very nice. Adley Rushman, five for five with a home run, four RBIs, and a walk. So reach based all five times. OBP skills were always big for Rushman. The rest was to be determined. Great opening day for Adley and the Orioles as a whole. The Orioles ran wild on Thursday. Said Mullins had two steals. Mateo had two steals. A couple other steals scattered around there. So keep that team in mind when you're thinking steals. Brendan Donovan led off for the St. Louis Cardinals. Kind of hinted at it going into the season. Um, he went three for six with a home run. Three runs scored and two RBIs. Uh, a lot of talk over spring training was Brendan Donovan and his new approach to the play, a little more elevation with the ball coming in big right out the gate. Cause he only had eight home runs last year. Most projection sites were eight home runs or less. So to see him pop one out on opening day, see that big game. We'll see where that takes off from there. Multi-position eligibility for Donovan. So that's very, very nice to see. A lot of people were calling for Alec Bohm to have a breakout season. And he gave him a big one to get excited about an opening day. Three for four with a double home run, three runs and two RBIs. Big spring training. Again, he also made some plate changes with his launch angle. Hopefully that carries over in opening day. Great sign there. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the daily batters box over at pitcherlist.com every day. So starting pitching highlights, and obviously Nick Pollock will have you covered with the first, uh, the um, the Plus Pitch podcast plus his daily SP roundup. So make sure you check that out. But a couple of pitchers that caught my eye, Logan Webb, 
Six innings, four hits, four earned, two walks, 12 strikeouts. Yes, the four earned are rough. Two-run homer to Glaber Torres. Solo shot to judge. But 12 Ks for Logan Webb. He had 15 whiffs, 41% CSW on 92 pitches. He was using the changeup very, very well, getting a lot of whiffs on that. Slider wasn't too bad either. Great to see him become a real all-around pitcher, using his pitches to his advantages. Uh, in the battle between Marcus Stroman and Corbin Burns and Wrigley, Marcus Stroman came out victorious. Six inning pitch, no earn, three hits, three walks, eight Ks, which was outstanding because the bugaboo with Stroman is how many strikeouts can the man get? Uh, it's very, very, very inconsistent in his career. Eight Ks is outstanding. 15 whiffs, 36% CSW on 90 pitches. Great outing from Stroman. Could be a fun season to come if you can keep building on that situation. And then Pablo Lopez, five and a third, no earn, two hits, three walks, eight Ks. Strong outing from Pablo. Eight Ks against a Royals team that's got some firepower at the top of that order. So to, to, to make that happen, more importantly, 17 whiffs and a 34% CSW on 85 pitches. So great stuff from Pablo Lopez. Once again, make sure you check out the Plus Pitch Podcast and the daily SP Roundup for Mr. Nick Pollock over there on PitcherList.com. Your relief pitching highlights, just a couple things, and I just wanted to highlight certain aspects of watch the situations that led to certain saves. People are going to see Andres Munoz picked up the save for the Mariners had to score this ninth inning with no strikeouts to mention, but that was because Paul Sewald pitched the eighth inning in a tie game, throwing a perfect inning with one strikeout and picked up the win. Paul Sewald came into the higher leverage situation, so keep that in mind. Um, Kendall Graveman threw a scoreless eighth in a tie game as well, faced the 8-9-1 batters to pick up the win, similar to Paul Sewald. While Ronaldo Lopez came in and got the save, he did allow a solo home run to Jordan Alvarez and struck out one. So Lopez got the save, Graveman wins, similar to the Seattle situation. Keep an eye on that. It seems like it still might be Graveman's job. Should still be Paul Sewald's job. Um, and then another quick note here, Ryan Presley, Ryan Helsley, and Felix Bautista, all blown saves, all high draft picks. Don't panic, folks. This is baseball. Make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com for more information for all your closing situations. And then one quick thing I mentioned, steals were everywhere, 21 steals on Thursday night, and more importantly, efficiency. I believe it was like 21 for 22 or 23. It's crazy. If they're going over 80%, if not over 90% every game, watch out, folks. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. All right, before we get into a little look ahead to the day to come, let's just get a quick break and hear from our sponsors. All right, we are back, everybody, and let's get the weather report for your Friday five-game action here from Mr. Mark Paquette. 
Thanks very much, Brian. Well, we get a lighter schedule today, um, and the good news is there will be no games with any rain delays at all. A bunch of indoor games and a couple California games. And unlike uh, the California from last night where there was some rain around, things have cleared out and we get back to a little bit more typical Southern California weather. Anyways, back to you. All right, thanks, Mark. And we are back. Let's look at some DFS targets for your five-game slate, it's going to be a fun one. I'm looking at Padres bats versus Kyle Freeland. Love Machado versus a lefty all the time. Not the biggest Bogarts fan, but don't mind it. Jake Cronenworth is actually just fine. Him and Gresham, Gresham are both fine versus lefties. Hoping Luis Campisano gets a start because he's super cheap over there on DraftKings. So keep an eye on that situation. Um, Dodgers versus Merrill Kelly. I've always don't I, – I, I like targeting Merrill Kelly. I know he's had some good games. He also pitches to a ton of contact. And teams like the Dodgers, that's a beautiful thing. Max Muncy had a big game on Thursday night, so I don't mind going back to Muncy and some of your other Dodgers. That's going to be a great spot to target there. Uh, and more importantly, James Outman is $2,000 on DraftKings, and he went deep, and he's a very good hitter. Uh, Seattle Mariners versus Madras, the youngster for the Cleveland Guardians, getting the start there. I'm a big fan of the Mariners this season. Quiet game because Bieber shut them down. Might be a different animal on Friday night, so the Mariners could be a fun one to target as well. On the pitching side of things, I can't wait to see David Peterson. He's he's a very, very cheap arm on the DFS streets on Friday. But more importantly, I love the strikeout ability. It's all about the walks. He was doing better at limiting those at times last season. It would be great to see again on Friday against a Marlins team you can definitely take advantage of. Robbie Ray going up against Cleveland. Always great to see Ray. If he's not walking, guys, the strikeouts will be there. He'll go deep into games, and it's glorious. Last but not least, Christian Javier. Uh, That's one of the things I'm looking forward to as well, is I want to see Christian Javier – and how he does it with all that preseason hype. His helium was huge, and he earned. He's a very, very good pitcher. So how does he do on that opening game against the White Sox? More importantly, how does he do against Lance Lynn, who was outstanding once he returned from that knee injury last season? Really fun matchup here with Lance Lynn versus Christian Javier. So looking forward to checking both of them out on Friday night. It's kind of the pitching duel I'm looking forward to the most. Most other spots are some nice hitting matchups and a couple good pitchers. And another good pitcher I'm curious to see is Dustin May, for the Los Angeles Dodgers going up against those Arizona Diamondbacks. May is a guy he's made for gifts. We love it. It's a beautiful thing. Um, he also has control issues from time to time, and he doesn't go super deep into games all the time. So I'm really curious to see how that opening start goes, how he goes deep into games or doesn't go deep into games, if he's got the control. There's a lot of question marks I have with Dustin May. The talent's electric. I'm not questioning that. Just how does he put it all together to be a consistent top-of-the-rotation pitcher? So I'm looking forward to seeing his start. That'll do it, folks. Great to have a first full-day recap episode for you guys, the First Pitch Podcast. If you need more fantasy advice, fantasy tools, like you know, optimizers, projections, all kinds of great stuff, not to mention an amazing Discord, go join PL Pro. Pitcher, over at PitcherList.com, PL Pro's got it all for you. All the tools you need, all the articles, all the goodies, the Discord. Check it out, PitcherList.com, PL Pro. Go check it out. But that'll do it, folks. I'm on Twitter. At BD Intric. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Jake Crumpler will have you covered on Saturday and Sunday. I'll be back with you guys on Monday. This was your first pitch podcast, your Friday, March 31st edition. Catch you guys next time. This has been the first pitch podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.